Hey everybody, Nina here. Today we are doing a custom blog audit for the San Pedro Scoop. Now, this is free and available to y'all because this person won um, a raffle that I did because I made over $100,000 in one month in June 2023. And I always told myself when I did that, I would give back, so I thought this was the perfect way to do it. Now, we are going to go through and analyze this site. Um, we're gonna go pretty in-depth, so this is a longer video, but it's really, really informative, so I recommend you stick around. In fact, I recommend you watch it maybe a couple times and implement some of the things that I talk about here on your own website. I do think that getting a custom blog audit for your own site is also super beneficial. So just so y'all know, I do sell those. If you go to shinosseo.co slash services, and I'll pop a link down in the description. Um, however, I am off for September, so they're not currently on sale until after September. <laughs> So here we have this website, it's really pretty, lots of stuff going on here, so let's dive in. I wanted to show you what it looks like incognito because right now I have my, um, what's it called, my ad blocker turned on for the blog audit purpose, but I want y'all to see like what it looks like for a general user. I think it's just good to know. So we're actually going to switch over to um, my other tests that I've run. The first thing I always do is I start with speed tests. So here I have webpagetest.org, and then I also have the typical Google page speed. If you don't know about web page tests, I have another video on this, go check it out. So with PageSpeed Insights, I'm basically looking to check the mobile and the desktop. Um, it looks like I ran the wrong URL, that's on me. So we're gonna run the original and give it a second. While it's thinking, we're gonna come over here and do a web page test. So it looks like it's loading in 4.9 seconds, but it seems pretty usable around 2.4. It seems like it's just that main image that's taking a bit longer to load, which is pretty common for a home page. Now, definitely under three seconds is the goal. Is it achievable? It's tough to be honest, especially when you're running ads. Now the repeat view is really good. It's loading in 2.5 seconds, but it seems like it's more usable around 2.1 or 2.2 but we're gonna go in and actually take a look at this. Now I ran three tests, that way we have kind of an average. Something went wrong in the third test. This happens sometimes. It looks like um, maybe the ads loaded a little too quickly and kind of scared it or something. So we're gonna go through the first test as it and the second one seem pretty similar. So this waterfall test will let me see everything that is loading on this site. And so I'm going to go through as best I can to pick all these out. Now, remember, I am not a tech guru. That is not my thing. I do this at kind of a more basic level, but definitely someone who's into technical SEO would go way, way deeper. So the first thing that loads is your database. So that's going to be your host, your backend plugins, things like that that are loading every single time. Now it's loading in about eight, like 0 0.8 seconds, so 800 milliseconds, which is pretty good. We basically want it to be under one second. Then it looks like it's redirecting us to the main one. So that's on me. That's okay. It probably shaves a couple uh, milliseconds off there. It looks like it redirects every time to the www dot though, for some reason, which is not typical. So that might be something you want to look at with your host and registrar. Then we have an image. So that's going to probably be that giant JPEG that loads. Don't remember where that was on the site. Okay, it's there. So it looks like that is a like 
what's it called thumbnail image for that thing taking a bit to load and loading pretty like it's loading above other things so that's not great i would definitely want to defer that image your logo is taking 0.7 seconds to load that's a lot for a logo and i know it's like pretty and at the top but i think we could compress that and reduce it got a bunch of font files w OFF2 are all font files. So you should be able to, depending on your theme, defer these. It looks like you might have a plugin in, but we're going to go and look at the plugins. So we'll see if that's there. Now we've got some CSS. It looks like your CSS is not minified. So we may need to check that out to see how your cache is performing because that should be uh, reduced. Okay, then we've got some other big images. So JPEG is good. However, the size of the image is still gonna have a huge impact. And I definitely recommend WebP where possible. Even AVIF, Short Pixel does that. Highly recommend it, it speeds things up. Um, you also have a bunch of PNG photos, but what I'm noticing is like some of them are taking a second to load. And like, yes, it's concurrent loads, but still that's a fair amount of time for a picture that like is likely just one of these ones, pretty small. So that can very easily be compressed. And I don't know what the banger is. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, I don't know what that means. That is too much tech for Nina. It looks like that might be related to some of your plugins. We're gonna take a look at that. Okay, and then I think based on this, you're probably running Ezoic ads, but I'm not 100% sure. But gravity forms, a lot of gravity forms, a few plugins, wonder plugin, accessibility, a pixel. So we're going to have to take a look at some of those things. Um, but we'll do that when I'm in your back end looking at the plugins you have. And you have a couple GIFs, and I don't know why. I didn't see any on your homepage. What are you? Open. Nope, it does not want to let me open it. Okay, I don't know what those gifts are because I don't see any on your homepage. Maybe it's a part of the ads, but I would look into that because if they're not, if you don't need them, I wouldn't have them running. Now here you'll see that it has like this blue line. That's when like it's completed load and then these are the things that load after. So anything after the blue line isn't a major concern. And that's why like I'm pretty sure all of these are ads and then the plugins as well. So not a terrible issue. Anything before that, though, definitely needs some work. Um, over here is where the first contentful paint is at this like green line. So it, it is usable around just after two seconds, which is good. However, we definitely want to try and compress some of these if we can. So it's more usable before the four and six second mark. Now for your repeat view. Okay, so yeah, your repeat view, the major issues are these images so I would definitely look at turning these into JPEGs and getting a compression uh, sort of system running because that is massive for a picture especially for something that's pretty small on the like for the user on your home page it's not a massive concern that those like are like the perfect quality and like I don't know you're not selling them they don't need to look the best so I would definitely compress those Okay, so now we've actually run the right one on PageSpeed Insights. So you're scoring 51 out of 100. 
I would try and improve that for sure. I typically say like 70 to 80 is okay. Like I would leave it. 60, I might leave it depending on like what our priorities are right now, but 50 is not great. And I would definitely want to improve that because Google is mobile first. They care about this stuff and it's not great for the user. So on desktop, yeah, you're, you're doing 61 too. Desktop, I would say is like, you want to have an even, even higher quality of this um, because even though it's mobile first, most of us design for desktop. So usually we can get around like 99 for desktop pretty easily, but for mobile, we'd want to have this better. Now, first contentful paint, largest contentful paint are around the numbers we saw with web page test. So let's take a look. Okay, so you've got your ads that are causing some JavaScript to just kind of sit there. So I would definitely, we'll take a look at that. Properly sized images. If you had something like, um, like short pixel, that would help there. It would help with this as well. Void serving legacy JavaScript. Okay, so you have some older JavaScript. Interesting. Looks like it's all from the ads though. This is something that did happen when I had Ezoic ads. So that's why I think you might have Ezoic on. Um, okay, then we've got some off-screen images. It's interesting that you have some that are SVG and others that aren't. Typically when people convert them, they convert all. Okay, so we definitely need to look at images for sure. And then, yeah, the ad code is definitely causing you problems. Your cache needs to be checked, but these are all ads as well. Yeah, okay, so the main issues here that I'm seeing are images and then your ads, and then probably your cache, something's up with it. So we're gonna take a look. Now, before we look at plugins, I always just like to uh, check accessibility. Usually I can kind of spot it off the bat, but sometimes I'm just not quite sure. So I figured we would just do a check here. So I just use um, my color picker and then I just grab the colors and I use web AIM. And we're just gonna grab the specific colors of your stuff here. Yeah, I was wondering about this because it seemed a little bit like the contrast isn't quite high enough. Could you get away with it? Yes. However, like you have to remember people are often looking at this stuff on their phone when they're busy, they have glare, they have all sorts of stuff happening. So like on my laptop right now in like perfect lighting conditions, I can see this very easily. But if you were outside and your screen's a bit dark and things like that, this could cause issues. So I really do recommend checking stuff like this. And if you can, like adjusting the color a bit so you can see we kind of need to go into like a deep red for it to clearly pass. Otherwise it does pass if it's bold enough and then you have more leeway, but you can see like when it kind of, there it is. That's kind of a color that would be just slightly darker than what you have, um, but would help with passing this. Now the blue and black seems totally fine to me. Those colors seem fine, except for this. This is the one I want to check too. So we'll take that one, put in the background. Okay, now I have to do like surgical level precision, which is hard because I have the shakes from having too much coffee. Yeah, okay, so that's not, again, it needs to have either a lighter background. So if we go like more white, it helps a bit. Or, oops, I'm gonna have to get that color again. 
This is the problem sometimes with colors is like we really need to check the accessibility first before we decide what we're going to go with. So if you go a bit darker here, that'll cover it. Um, and especially because this is for links, we really want it to be easily readable, easy to see. I'd also say it's probably a bit small, but we'll look at that in a second. So I think those were the main colors we had. Like this one, you can just see how much clearer and easier it is to read this versus a lot of the other content here. So we really want to make sure that we are having things pop and that they are super easy to read. I totally get the like ideal of having something pretty colors and like really, really nice. There's a reason that some of the blogs that make the most money are sort of ugly. Like they're just white on black, not really much happening because it's beneficial to the user. So at first glance of your homepage, there were a few things there. I'll see if I spot any others. We'll just take a quick check of a sidebar um, because those would be things that would be worth changing. It's just not gonna work for me. What's happening here? Yeah, and if that's your hover color, yeah, if that's all your link colors, that definitely needs to be changed. Um, Something's happening with the sidebar. I'm gonna try this in the incognito and see if it likes me better over there. Maybe it's mad about something I did or something. <laughs> or, oh, your sidebars just ads, that's why. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. I mean, well, it doesn't, it doesn't, but now I know what's happening over there. Okay, that answers some questions for me. Cool. So your sidebar doesn't have anything in it, that's fine. Uh, we'll deal with that later. But I would definitely say if this is your link color, it pops for the wrong reasons. It pops because it's hard to see, and that's not helpful. I would also say that like this background kind of pinky beige is not great, to be honest with you. It's just a little bit hard for the eye to process. And there is a reason that crisp white works so well. If I lower the brightness, this is gonna get harder and harder to see. And it just, yeah, it just doesn't have enough, I don't know, oomph, I guess. <laughs> like it needs that spotlight a little bit more. There is a reason that some of these colors are just standard. Um, so yeah, just be careful with that. So let's go take a look at your plugins. I'm gonna just close these as we go, otherwise I will get distracted. Okay, so you've got 28 plugins and four are inactive. My tip for everybody watching, if you're not using a plugin, delete it, period. You can always re-download it. Like this isn't the kind of situation where you just like keep it in the shopping cart for later, like get rid of it. Because it's like your site holds on to the code of these the way that like I hold on to my childhood trauma. And there's a reason I've been in therapy for 20 years and it costs a lot of money. <laughs> so like, don't do that. Instead, just offload it. You can always re-download it. It's super easy. So like just get rid of things that you are not actively using. Deactivated plugins still slow down your site. Okay, so we've got the 428 monitor. You gonna have to look into that. Accessibility, new window warnings. Make links open in a new window accessible by adding a warning. Never heard of that, we'll have to check that out. Active campaign. I'm not familiar with active campaign, but I'm not sure you need that. Like I feel like there must be a way you can just add code. I'm not a big fan of anything that is um, like a newsletter plugin because you can just add the code so much easier. And unless you're running pop-ups, like you can just embed it in the post as well. So then you don't need this code to run across your site. 
Okay, I've never heard of this either. The Spider Pro Pack, we'll take a look. Advanced Custom Fields, I've kind of heard of it, but I'll double check it. Okay, some anti-spam thing that you're not using, so delete it. Better search and replace. I've, I've always wondered why people use this and keep it, I guess. Like if you're looking for something once, just get rid of it after. You don't need to keep it. And then I know you have the builders for your theme, so we will take a look at the settings for those. Uh, gravity forms. Okay, so you're using... Oh, okay, so active campaigns probably more for your funnels. Uh, okay. I'm not a big fan of forms either. I just think forms attract spam. They tend to not work. They break super easily and you get no alerts when they're broken and then you just get unhappy people. So I'm not a big fan of them. Um, I wouldn't say you need plugins to run it as well because then you have gravity forms and this one and I believe there's just an integration, isn't there? But we'll take a look. I like easy TOC. I hate Ezoic, as y'all will know from my Ezoic review, and I'm going to make some comments on that throughout this for sure. But um, I mean, if you desperately need that money for the ads, go for it. Force regenerate plugin or thumbnails. Well, that's not working, so I'd get rid of that. <laughs> Happy Files Pro. Don't know why anyone cares to organize their files. Like, your files sort themselves for a reason and if you need to check them or adjust things um hire someone to do that because you can break things super easily so i would get rid of that i don't think i just don't think it's needed imagify 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 i've never said that out loud um yeah i don't like that one i'm much more of a fan of short pixel and i would delete it looks like you also have a bunch of notes over here which is interesting um okay perf matters we'll take a look at that it's it's a good plugin, it just doesn't cover everything. Plugin notes. So you literally have a, pl a plugin just to add notes here. I don't know why. I don't know that you need that. So I would get rid of that because you can just keep notes somewhere else. Um, Power Pack Builder. So it's for Beaver Builder. We'll take a look at that. I'm not a big fan of any builders. I just don't think you need page builders. I think like blocks are good, but like Beaver Builder, all those sort of things they're notoriously slow and there's a reason that like people that have big sites where they have like private hosting not on a shared hosting plan which like is what most people have like lyrical shared ezoic is shared that sort of stuff if you have your own server it's really expensive and so then they can get away with a lot of stuff that other people can't get away with so those things do slow stuff down now for redirection plugin and like yoast i do not like yoast i think it is like just weird with the stuff that it doesn't like that you have to pay for there's so many things like rank math just gives you all of these like the redirection stuff is included for free you get five keywords rather than one to track you get like all sorts of stuff per post that you just don't get from yoast so i just i don't really understand why people still use it i guess um also i found it to be a little bit slower not terribly but like enough that i'd get rid of it um, but that was back when I used it years ago. Maybe they've sped it up. The usability, though, is still definitely a problem to me. So, like, we do want to have fewer plugins. That being said, I know some people, like, really don't want to switch stuff over. So then fine, stay with Yoast, keep redirections. But you could get rid of it and just use Rank Math instead, and it would do both of these things. I've uh, never heard of this one. I've always heard of like Grow Social by Mediavine. Um, so I'll take a look at the settings there. Make your RSS emails look more like your website. 
Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. RSS emails are kind of ridiculous to me. I don't know anyone that enjoys receiving them. Um, it doesn't make sense to me like that. I don't know that that would be your whole email strategy. So I hope this isn't the bulk of your email strategy equally. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not really sure why you need it, I guess is my point. Like it, it's going to be another thing weighing down your database and we just don't want to have all of these extra things. So then you have SVG, that way you can upload them. Fine, that's okay. Um, don't know what user centrics is. So I will take a look at that, but it looks like it's, it looks like you're not using it because of, we have to use Ezoic. If you're using Ezoic, you do have to use their consent pop-up. So I would say the answer is delete this. Uh, thumb press. That's, that doesn't make sense. Get rid of it. Like I get the intent behind it, but ironically it's like, save your server space. Don't generate extra thumbnails, but add this plugin that will take up server space. No, just have the plugins or the thumbnails. It's fine. Um, an embed plugin and widget. I recommend you like WP YouTube Lite, uh, L-Y-T-E. It's very good. So I'm not sure about this one. We'll take a look. Manage your WordPress database backups. I've never heard of this one. I used, um, or I still use uh, Updraft Plus for backups when I need to, but my host now does backups for me. But if you're not, like, if you've deactivated it thinking, I'm going to save space because it's deactivated, no, all of that, like, trauma, like, memory is still there. So you'd need to actually delete this to clear up that space. And then Yoast. I also do recommend keeping stuff up to date. Um, it does actually matter. <laughs> okay, so let's check out Thumb Press. We're going to click through. So we have disabled thumbnails for certain ones. Oh, you've just decided to like disable some sizes. That's like, it's fine. It just doesn't, I don't know. I, I don't think it's worth the time and effort, to be honest. It's not a necessity. And like, there's a reason like they make all those sizes. It's just easier to have them, <laughs> to be honest. It doesn't really take up that much space. Okay, then we have gravity form. So you have a contact form and a subscribe form. Looks like your contact form does pretty well. So... Okay, if you want to keep it, you can. I would just have people email you. I mean, I have that. It works very well. Okay, and then your theme was a one I've never heard of before, which is the 428 child theme. Never heard of 428 designs before. Oh, there's your theme right there. <laughs> I think it's pretty. I just think pretty themes can be problematic. But yours seems to be doing pretty well, so not the end of the world, which is good. Okay, and then we got the builder, has a bunch of layouts. So it's interesting that you have like a beaver builder thing, but then you just have it something called just builder, which I'm guessing was like developed by those 428 people. So it gives you the different formats for sections, which is fine. Um, I'm more concerned that things might conflict between it and the beaver builder one like are you actively using that beaver builder thing or not because if you're not again anything you are not actively using regularly get rid of even like, like i have so many plugins i adore and if i am not actively using them i will delete it from the site momentarily as long as that doesn't like undo what it's doing so like even i love query hunter now query hunter pro 
if I am not actively updating things, I will off it for a minute if I'm doing a bunch of other stuff. Because like, I will admit, like I have too many plugins at this point because I have so many things happening. So like on any site where I'm like, okay, I just need to clear up some space, I will get rid of things I'm not using. But especially if it's something that like is used for a one-off or you just like don't actually use it, you used to use it, go fix that, convert it to the newer version and then like get rid of that thing. Okay, then we have search and replace. Which like it's just something I'm not I'm not very familiar with it, so I don't necessarily understand its purpose. So I don't understand it, so we'll leave it alone for now. You got regenerate thumbnails, you got redirections. Okay, you do have active redirections. It looks like you when did you create them? Thought it used to say that. If any of these are more than a year old, I would get rid of them. Um, if they're not then keep them. Typically I say keep a redirection for about six months if it's just for the sake of Google, but if it's getting actual hits, not just like um, hits from bots and things like that or something crawling your sitemap, then like for example, if you had like a Pinterest pin that did really well and it's still linked to this, then I would keep it. Otherwise I just get rid of it. Okay, let's go to your settings. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, so it looks like you probably have plugins, or not plugins, Jesus, you probably have comments turned on. I'll take a look at those. Um, so setting the width to zero does not get rid of it, just to be clear. Like that still exists, now you just have a weird sized image. Okay, permalinks is something I definitely want to talk about because you have yours with year, month, post name, and then HTML. And I don't know why, because that's not good. Um, we do not want to have the date in our URL because it dates the piece. And so some of those redirects you had to have is because of this, because you have the date in there. And so when you updated it, you wanted to change the date to be more current. The problem is when you do that, then that old post ceases to exist and you have to change it. It's kind of the same as having the category in there, which means that like you can't have multiple categories, you can't change the category, you can't change the category name itself, and it makes the URL crazy long. And like, I don't know, some people say Google cares about the length of the URL. I don't think it massively does, but it's definitely annoying for you, like just when you have to use the different URLs. I also think .html just like, is kind of old school. We just don't really do that anymore. So I know it's a project, but my advice would likely be for the best longevity for your site, take the hit right now, undo this. So change it to be just like post name like we have here, or like, I mean, you'll adjust it. So maybe it's not the title of the post, but it's like the keyword that you're going to put in. But I would get rid of any numbers in this URL and I would get rid of the HTML because I, again, I'm just not really sure why that's something you're using. That is quite an out of date thing that we used to do in blogging, but we just don't really do anymore. Um, so yeah, things, things to adjust. Now, then when you do that, you have to do redirections for every single page. And I know that sucks and I know it's going to cause some issues with um, specific backlinks. I would contact anyone you have backlinks from to get that changed. 
And I know everyone's always like, oh, I just don't want to do it today. And I get that. I get that like it sucks to put in that effort today. However, it is so much better to put in that effort today and then have better longevity going forward. You do not want to wait until you are making $20,000 a month or something and then change your whole site and then like trash it then in terms of like traffic and income for a minute because like it's not going to fully trash your site. I'm definitely trying to, I don't know, I prefer to tell people it's going to be worse than it is just in case, um, but like your traffic will likely go down. You will likely have some shifts of stuff for a little bit as Google figures out what you've done with your website. It's kind of like if you, I don't know, get a nose job or like dye your hair a different color and people are like, wait, I think I know you, what changed? That's what Google has to do here. So we just need Google to like understand that and it takes a minute and then it kind of comes back. However, for backlinks, it is definitely best practice to go ask those people to change it to the new URL. Otherwise, sometimes backlink checkers will tell them that backlink is broken and then a whole host of issues happen there. So yeah, well, many people are like, I just don't want to deal with it. I just don't want to do it right now. Do the hard thing early. It sucks to like move from Squarespace to um, WordPress or from Wix to WordPress. I get even early on that like WordPress is not the easiest system necessarily. I do think it's easier and more user-friendly once you take a second to learn it. And I would highly recommend everyone move over to it from any of those other systems. But like do it now because you won't know how much better your blog could be until you do that. So for this, I think that like any post you have that has 2022, 2021 or any other year in that title or in that URL, even if you change the title, is not going to perform as well. And it's going to be easier for a competitor to steal. I believe it was like Niche Site Lady or someone on Twitter that said like anytime they see a year in a URL, they like, basically my version of this is like laugh maniacally and go for it. Because even if that person ranks this year, next year, they're SOL. Or they're starting from scratch because they've changed that URL a bit. And then privacy policy, everyone please set your privacy policy. I get that we can like have it, but I do find connecting it helps, like connect it to your site. Um, just having a privacy policy, but not like setting it can be a problem. <laughs> um, yeah, just, just set it guys, it takes two seconds. It does not take long. Okay, then we have perf matters. So I don't know why everyone disables emojis. I think they're a good time. They are good. Okay, just reading through these quickly. Remove contact URLs is good. Those seem fine. Okay, so if this is what you're using for um, a cache plugin, that is incorrect. Perf Matters is not a good cache plugin. I would stop using it. If you want a good cache plugin, WP Rocket, best there is. Um, even like uh, auto-optimize better than perf matters. I would not use perf matters for this purpose. It's just, it's not as good. Honestly, it's just not. Now, if you're like dead set on using it, you need to delay JavaScript for sure. Um, I think that's fine. Mm, delay is probably best for now. Definitely clear unused. You have to, for some reason, manually select that. I don't know. But I don't fully, I, I got rid of this for this purpose because it doesn't really work for this. Um, it's more about the general optimization stuff, but yeah, like I had like an old, um, I don't know, I did some old course that recommended it, but I, I wasn't really a fan. 
So it's not lazy loading your images or your iframes or background images. If you were using it for that, I would do it, but not it's not working. I always disable Google Fonts, just use like the base font so you don't need anything fancy. Okay. Now onto my arch nemesis. Not really, I just don't like them because they're bad. <laughs> um, I get, oh, it's gonna, please don't take me to Ezoic. I don't have the login. Even their plugin has problems. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, this is just gonna load into infinity. So we'll just go back because I don't know what's happening there. Um, I'm not a fan of Ezoic. I do not think it is worth the time or energy or speed suck, but that is my opinion. Okay, then we have happy files. So you're sorting by file size. So that, I guess so you can see all of the files. I don't know why you need this. I would get rid of it. Social sharing, fine if people actually use it. I find it just like, I just find people don't actually share from a website. They just copy the URL anyway. Um, because like the things people want to do with it are typically share it or send it to a friend and it doesn't let you do that. Like that's not its purpose. It shares to a post like on your wall or something on Facebook, um, where people want to like DM it. So yeah, I, I just got rid of mine mostly to be honest. Okay. Then we've got the images to RSS. Fine. If you care about it, I think it's unnecessary. Okay. I would minify SVG. And again, all of this is my opinion. I am not a tech SEO. This is from my understanding of this stuff. Don't know what power pack is. Table of contents is fine. I don't want to subscribe to things, please. Okay, we have posts. I think it's important to have that. Okay, initially hide. That's where you would collapse it. That's up to you, show hierarchy. I do um, none because the problem is the decimals can be one dot and then whatever it is. So if you have a numbered list, now it's gonna be one dot one, one dot two. Um, and it just is weird. And so since Google, even though I know they're phasing out snippets for SGE and things like that, the ones that still exist, and even just Google's understanding of a list, it helps it. So having like the numbered list be clearly one to 10, not 1.1 to 1.10 is gonna benefit you. Smooth scroll is good, that's good, that's good. And then those are just settings for colors. Okay, then we have, so it seems like this is also for email, which is interesting. I don't know Active Campaign very well. Um, okay, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> this is the, it's kind of fun to go through other people's plugins and in, be introduced to new things. Okay, so you've got all these different settings for the builder. It's fine if that's how you need to build things. Okay, custom fields, so you have events and holidays as fields. I don't know why, could those not be tags? I wanna see what's in this. Oh, do you have a calendar or something? I don't think I saw, a oh, you have your events thing here. This could be categories and tags. This doesn't need to be that thing. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessary. I think that plugin is unnecessary. Okay, and then Yoast. 
check out the settings to make sure that they're all good. That might be a little bit long for a tagline. Um, not terrible, but a little bit long. I do recommend having a site image set. Okay, that's fine. I recommend having your personal info tied here so it knows who the author of the site is. Okay, then for posts, I always recommend turning off separator site title. The thing with that is that like we are not Forbes. We are not some big company where our name matters. It just doesn't. Like no one really cares that you wrote this to be rude and I know it is rude, but like it is um we like we have 60 characters for our title. And the problem is your site name is going to take up a ton of that. So like yours is 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 and 11, 12, 13. You have 13 characters there. So you have just cut down your title length by 13 characters if you want to include this. And actually 15 because of the separator and then the space. So now you only have 45 characters to work with for a title. That makes no sense because having your site title is not going to benefit the user. It's not going to benefit click-through rate for you either. That's why with titles, we spend so much time creating a title that like is clickable, it's short enough, it fits, otherwise Google cuts it off. And if Google cuts it off, they don't like it or they're gonna change it to some nonsense. So like much better to have the right title than to just have a bunch of extra stuff. And like when we think about it, the thing that's going to help a title convert is not that we wrote it. It's gonna be like, okay, this is by a local, it includes prices, it's whatever. But also, it's kind of an old school thing, because nowadays, like, when you search something on Google, like if I just search Belize, it shows me the name of the site already at the top and the URL. So I don't need to know that it's like, okay, I wrote this, and then it's like, buy this site. It doesn't really matter. And even as we look here, most don't have it. The ones that do that I might care about are like BBC News, United States Department of State, um, maybe like the Travel Belize, I guess that's a tourism board. Yeah, it is. So like those would matter because they're a big name. We are not a big name. So we don't do that. Instead, we just make a really good title. So I would delete that. I do the same for pages, even though like I know pages don't rank as much, but like it's it's still beneficial to have it be proper when it is going to rank. Um, categories and tags are fine. I know a lot of people like no index these. I think it's fine to index them. Um, I don't, I, that's not true. I no index my tags just because they're for internal purposes, not for Google, um, but I index my categories. Okay, breadcrumbs, it's fine. So for your author archive, you want to have one. You want to have something that tells Google who wrote this. Who did this? How do we know that they know what they're doing? And you're having an author archive is a part of that. So in your site, which I will, I bounce around a bit. I know when I do this, but I will look at the actual site a bit more after. So like here, I can see the category. I don't see who wrote this. So if I didn't know what Ambergris was, I would think this could be a person's name, to be honest with you. And then it's like, okay, this person wrote it. No, that's not true. So right now, I have no sense of who actually created this. Like, I don't even have an author bio at the end. So Google doesn't know who created this. Google's like, eh, I've got kind of an idea, but I'm not really sure. 
Now, if you have multiple writers, have multiple author archive pages. Simple as that. It's super important. Um, oh, I don't remember who it was on Niche Pursuits that talked about this, but after they did, I started doing um, author schema and author boxes. Oh my God, it changed things. Like Google loves it. So definitely enable author archives and then enable it to show in search results. It naturally in Rank Math and Yoast no indexes itself and you want it indexed. Just like our about page, just like our category pages, we want Google to know what we are about. We want it to know that. It doesn't matter that they're not going to get traffic from Google. It doesn't really matter that like they might not rank for other nonsense. It's about the topical authority and the expertise that we are showing to Google. So definitely index that. Uh, date archives, I ignore that. Don't format based. Interesting. Not familiar with that. And those are just going to be extras. That's fine. Okay. Uh, then I want to check out this wonder video embed. What are you? Looks like you haven't. Uh, do I have to get started? Have you started it before? If you haven't used it before, just get rid of this. Don't don't use or not not before. If you're not using this, just get rid of it. We don't need things that we're not using. Okay, now let's go to the site. Now I did ask for the analytics, but you gave me the universal analytics, which does not exist. So I don't actually know anything about this site at this point um, because I don't have data for like the last recent period. So yeah, I've, I don't really know what's happening, um, but I'm gonna use HRS for that instead. So if we come back here, let's just first take a look at the site itself and its architecture. So I have already gone over the issues with accessibility here. Um, but beyond that, when I first glance at your site, like, yes, I can read this here. I want to make sure that if someone was visually impaired, they could read this. No, they can't. So if my screen reader was working right now and I had it running, it would go over this logo and say SPC logo. So I'm not actually going to know what this site's name is or any of these taglines you need to put that in the alt text for that. It is important. Alt text is a hill I will die on. I will say it over and over and over again because it is so vital. So definitely have that. Now for your menu bar, you've got six things. Um, I would say other destinations Belize is a little bit long and awkward. So I might just put like, even just like beyond, I guess, to some point, because it says it up here, or even just Belize generally would also work. Um, I typically try to keep things to like two words up here. It's fine. It can kind of go either way. So you've start here. Oh, you have a lot of drop downs. Let's test your drop downs when I reduce the screen. Okay, it looks like they do pretty well. And they're good color blocking to some extent. Maybe it still has like slightly, I'd still say it should be bolded a little bit, but okay. So they do work, that's good. Sometimes they don't. Um, so we got start here, which has first timer's guide, map of Belize, popular posts, my book, expat life. Whew, I am already overwhelmed. Start here should be, I click on it and it starts and it doesn't, it goes to a hashtag. If I click on any of these top ones, it seems like, okay, so, my blog did go somewhere. Ambergris does it. Are you going to do something? Are you not going to do something? 
So it looks like maybe, so th these ones all show Belize travel blog and then hashtag. So it seems like these other ones aren't working somehow. So Belize events and my blog are working. None of the other base ones are. If I come here, let's see if it's different. Okay, so that's Ambergris K. Yeah, same issue. So it seems like your menu's broken, um, which is not good. Definitely fix that. And this is the problem is that like so many people will just click because they're overwhelmed by the dropdown. So now the main thing isn't working. So I'm going to go to first timers guide and we'll see what that is. I'll do your homepage afterwards. Um, this is really awkward for a table of contents. I'd recommend having it vertical. Um, but also it's just like, like this makes it look kind of like um, a massive paragraph. It's just overwhelming. It's hard to skim. Yeah, this is not the best way to format this. So, okay, so we've got our, looks like this is a pillar page or maybe just a post. No, it looks like it's a post. Okay, because there's not links in it. So you're just linking to specific posts. You're not linking to silos. Um, I'm very much not a fan of maps. It looks like this is a static map. And the problem with that is it has no functionality. So you've included a pretty map. It is pretty. Um, but I now, and especially on mobile, where this would be shrunken down, if I want to try and find Ambergris K, I can barely see it there. Um, but then I have to scroll back up to click on it. And that's annoying. I would be very annoyed by this page as a user, to be honest with you. I don't think this has, um, I don't think this provides a function to users. I think this should be something that is just incorporated into, like, I think you need to have a start here post or page, I guess. I think it should be a page um, where it is maybe this first timer's guide, I guess, if you want, or it could just be, there's a few options. Okay, so there's, you could just have a pillar page, which is like, basically a page with a ton of text that then links to things. Um, yours currently doesn't. So I would have like the first timer's guide as that and then include this in it and then link to things. Or it could be a navigational silo, which I'll talk about after. Um, or it could be, yeah, just like kind of a, a very basic intro page um, that would be kind of a pillar post, but shorter. Tons of options there, I guess. Uh, I don't think you need to have a separate page just for map of Belize. I don't think that's super beneficial. And then popular posts and topics, like this should all be in one post sort of a thing. Like this would be something that I would put inside of the first timers guide if you're even going to bother with it. But start here really should include this kind of stuff. And then, yeah, again, I'm I'm not liking the way the light, the color is. Interesting. So if I hover over it, oh, it just tells people it opens in a new window. I don't think that plugin is useful. Also, internal link shouldn't open in a new window. It irritates the heck out of me um, and most users. Okay, your book. Um, so my book, and a lot of people do this. This isn't just at you, but like for anyone watching, <laughs> if you do my book or buy my thing, you have not helped your user. Why do they care? Why do they care and why should they open their wallet and give you money? They shouldn't is the answer. Just by looking at this, like my book, my first question is like, why do I care? 
and I don't know from this line here. I also don't know why it's the starting point because you haven't so far fostered anything in me that tells me how this will help me. It doesn't even tell me what the book is about. It doesn't tell me if it's about Belize. It just says my book. So I would call it more like 50 big experiences on Ambergris K. Ambergris? Ambergris? I don't know. I'm going to say it differently every time. My pronunciation is terrible, y'all. Just accept that. It's not going to get better. I've tried. It's. I learn words by reading and then I cannot figure it out. So Ambergris K. Belize. Now that's a bit long. So I might just say 50 big experiences book or something, or even just like um, 50. Yeah. Start here could be a page about like kind of a basic guide. And then this could be a section where it's like, or it could be a drop down. I would probably put it somewhere else though. Um, and call it either the title of the book or summarize it like best experiences Ambergris K or something. Um, just that way people are going to be able to know what it's about. Because like I'm clicking on everything because I kind of have to. As a user, I wouldn't. I wouldn't click on anything that's not going to help me. They have expat life. The problem with saying expat life is it's confusing as to whether it's expats in Belize or expats leaving Belize and living elsewhere. So you have to be really careful with the language there. Um, it's also, I think, a big change on who your uh, customer avatar is because all the other stuff I saw was more about like, seem more about like visit visitors coming to Belize and like, yes, people that move there also visit. Um, but yeah, I think it confuses it a little bit. I do think this is closer to what a silo page should look like for your site. Um, I think this part up here is a little bit long, to be honest. Um, so like when I moved from New York to Belize in 2007, I just thought, hooray, it's just like vacation, but permanent. I'm on forever vacation. I had no idea that like, this is just not really the way we write in a blog post. Um, it's also quite long. Like we would have, I usually say three lines maximum. So this is a bit long here. Then... Yeah, I think this is just a bit awkward and this should be compressed. Now, this is the kind of stuff you put on an about page. The expat page would be more about like the silo of links. So let's, saying that, go to your about page. Okay. Yeah, so we need to hit enter a bunch of times. And it's not I try to share, it's I share. Um, the problem is we need to be like not wishy-washy about things. So users will automatically reduce anything you say. You can say a certainty, they understand it's the internet, so they're going to reduce it. So if you're like, I try to do this, they're like, oh, they fail. If it's I do this, they're going to be like, oh, they try. That, like genuinely that is the way it happens so be careful about the language be very definitive on a blog it is so important um and then the i want to tell you it's i just i tell you i teach you what makes a vacation to belize fantastic so then and this is kind of a common misconception about an about page people dive right into themselves really quickly you do need to tell people like some of the answers your about page needs to give how are you going to help people What's the purpose of the blog? What are the values and missions of the blog? Like, remember your about page isn't just about you. It's about the blog as a whole. 
So we really want to make sure that we're getting those values across and the mission of the blog really, really early. Then we can go into our personal experience and expertise. But users don't care about you. They care about them and how you're going to help them. So it is really important to make sure that you are very clear about how you're helping them right off the bat and how you are going to benefit them. Right now, I don't know. I know that like you've got some experience here. And if I was skimming, like most people when they skim naturally read the first five words of a paragraph and maybe the last like three to five, which is another reason why we do hit enter a lot, even beyond having ads beyond anything else. Um, so if we hit enter a bunch of times, then people can skim and see some of this stuff a bit more. But I also want to know like, okay, so I'm going to tell you what makes a vacation to Belize fantastic and all the big and little things that you can make it a place you want to return to immediately. First off, it's a run-on sentence, but also it doesn't really tell me how you're going to do that. So what is the mission of the blog? Is it to get people to move here or is it to tell them about visiting here? That's where that like customer avatar comes in from the um, expat page. Then it's about like, okay, here's my mission. Like, here's how I'm going to do this. Here's what you can expect from this site. Here's what's going to help you. And then we say, and here's why I'm the person to do it. So you've done the here's why I'm the person to do it. I would still hit enter a bunch, um, but you haven't said, here's what I'm going to do for you yet. And that's kind of what you have down here with the why I started this blog, I guess. Um, but even then, it's still a bit more about you. It's still about like you want to share things, you want to do these things. And then you leave me with SEO blue balls down here. What's next? Not even SEO blue balls, just blue balls generally, I guess. Like I, I've now I'm a diehard fan. I've read this about page. I'm not as critical as Nina is because I am a nice user and I am not a mean SEO auditor. <laughs> um, so now what? Now what should they do next? And we don't have anything here. So that's where we want to put something. So yes, you have stuff down here. But remember that on mobile, that is likely going to show up. Oh, for you, it's interesting. Oh, right. It's because of the weird collapse. So on mobile for a user, we would have this. And then we're going to have all your ads here in this blue sidebar thingy. And then we're going to get this stuff. So you might think, oh, well, I do have my book there, so it's fine. Actually, on mobile, they're going to get a bunch of ads first. So they're going to think it's over. They're going to think it's done. That's why I do recommend, like, if someone has gotten this far, and most people won't, like, to be honest with you, most people, like, you lose about 30% of people. I think it's more than that, actually. I don't remember the number. Some You lose a lot of people 30% into the post. So by the time someone gets down here, they are a die-hard fan. But if they have to scroll down to find these bits, they're kind of done. Like, they probably have left already. So give them something to do here. Give them a call to action to learn more in a certain post, to start in one of these sections, send them somewhere else. Um, but you really want to make sure you are taking advantage of the fact that they are paying attention and give them something to do. Now, I'll also just like make a personal note, but these ellipses like feel very old school to me. They're very early 2000s method of writing and talking. And like it just, it comes off very oddly <laughs> and it does feel a bit old school blogger. Nowadays, we just don't really talk like that or type like that. And it does come off like slightly unprofessional, I guess, is the way I want to say it, even though like I know blogs are very casual and like not quite professional anyway. Um, 
but you have a ton of them too. Like I just kept seeing them all over the place. And it reminded me of like the emails my aunt sends me that like, I love her to death, but like, I hate reading those emails because there's just so many ellipses and it feels like nothing ever finishes. It feels very awkward. Um, they aren't really used for emphasis, I think the way that you're using it. Um, like this should be a comma. Belize is my home. So much so that I became a citizen of Belize. Like that's a comma, maybe even a period, to be honest, in the blogging world. So yeah, I think you need to double check those. That's very nitpicky. Again, that's the point of this though. Okay, so then interestingly, you have my blog, but then you have these that are also blogs or like, well, silos for the blog. So I guess this is where someone could see everything. I don't think you need that. And I think that is kind of wasted in your um, in your menu. All right, that I can't click on. Okay, so yeah, it looks like you're using pillar pages again. So this one does have more links, but not super clearly. So I think the problem is that like you understand where things are on your site. I don't think a user would. Like I think this is semi more helpful, but 248 pages. If I was coming to your site and I want to learn about Belize and like, and I don't know anything about Belize. I know that like one time my stepbrother, stepsister and my stepdad went there to go scuba diving. And then like their flights got canceled for a few days. My mom had to like reroute them on like eight different flights to get home in time for school or something. So like... I know that <laughs> it's like quite remote. I know nothing else. So how am I going to figure out what is in all these places? And I don't want to click through 248 posts or pages to find a post. There's even more posts than that. That's just too much. A really good exercise to do is to find a friend or family member who like doesn't go to your site regularly and doesn't really know the place, like is preferably your ideal user but kind of like more on the ignorant end of the ideal user spectrum. So like I did this with my roommate um, back when I was living in Ottawa and I was like, okay, sit down, go through my site, try to find this specific post. And I gave him a post to find. And then I watched the way that he moved through my site because he's not super familiar with it. He's not a blogger. So he doesn't know like where things are. I told him he couldn't use the search function. So he had to click through to find things. And then I learned so much. So like, yes, my ideal audience tends to be women, not men, but he's in the right age bracket, the right like kind of demographic for me. So I went with it anyway. And just from that, I was able to see like the way that he thought about things versus the way I thought about things. So those pillar posts, he would go to and be like, okay, this is the post. It's just text. It's not going to have the link gone. Anything like this, he would go, oh, I'm just going to try to find it somewhere else first and then I'll come back to it. And that's really important to know that people are frustrated by this. And these pages are meant to help people learn more about the topic that they didn't realize. Like, yes, if someone's like, I need to know about this specific restaurant, does she talk about it? They'll use the search function. But someone who's just browsing, trying to figure out like more about the subject, maybe like learn things they didn't realize before. This is daunting to them. This is way too much. So you want to make sure you have something accessible for your users. And that's where a navigational silo page comes in. Now I have them on She Knows SEO. I have them on all my websites. 
but I'll show you them on Shino's SEO. So all of these pages here, the SEO and the travel blogging, this is a navigational silo. You can find every post on my site on one of these two pages. Sometimes they're on both. <laughs> so it just depends. Like for example, how I grew my travel blog, this is on both of them. But like, it's not the most organized for sure. I could organize it better. I could do other things. I'm not going to. Um, you can still like very quickly find everything on this page. It's categorized for you so you can like find the different things. Um, it's not super long. If I had more, I'd probably put um, a table of contents at the top. But right now you can come here and find information you need to know. You're like, hey, does Nina have anything on keywords? You could search it. Or later on, you could come here and then be like, oh, I didn't even know what SEO writing was. I didn't even know to look for that. Now I can see it here. That's why we do this. We want to make it as easy as possible for our user. And the problem is that like pages like this, the nesting means that it's gonna take me 248 clicks to find the thing. Now, another reason we do this is like the two click rule. So with travel blogs, it does kind of become a three click rule often, um, but essentially from your homepage, you should be able to do, to get to any post on your site in two clicks. So if I'm on the homepage here, yep, there are some on my homepage I could click, or I can come up to this page, click on it, that's one click, two clicks, I'm on the blogger personality quiz page. That's how much it took. Now I'm here, I'm done. Now. On travel sites, we often, like for you, it's less of a concern because you have a specific destination. But if you have like a ton of destinations, even your Belize page, if there's so much, like if you have that much about just Ambergris K, then like you must have, I think it's actually key now that I'm thinking about it. Please don't comment my mispronunciations. I know it's bad. I fully appreciate that, guys. And like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I once did one where I called Oaxaca Oaxaca the entire time. It, these things happen. I don't check pronunciation. I check SEO. <laughs> so um, yeah, but for us, we often have like a destinations page and then that page will have like, then you'll click there and then it'll take you to the different countries. Like you can just list countries if you want to, and then that'll take you to the specific pages. For you, it could go either way. I'm guessing you have enough content that it could be either one. Um, but yeah, ultimately you need to find a way to make this more digestible to your user. So I do get fun spots, hotels and lodging, restaurants. I think those are like a nice idea. That could all just be on one massive page for Ambergris Key, I guess. I'm going to try say that now, see if that sticks. Probably won't. Because um, let's see, even here, yeah, even here, there's still five pages to go through. Think of your user, and this is what I always try to picture myself. It's like your user is a busy mom, even if your like, ideal user isn't a mom, it just helps. They're a mom at Starbucks, they've got a kid hanging off their arm, their dog is barking outside, they've, they're trying to like wait for their coffee, their boss is emailing them about nonsense an hour before work, and they're just like, oh, I hate this, I just want to book a trip, and get out of here, and I'm so tired and exhausted, I didn't sleep last night because like the basement flooded or something. We're working with that person. We want to make this as easy as possible for them. And if we can't do that, we are going to lose their clicks, we are going to lose their attention, and we will ultimately lose them as an ideal customer. So you really wanna to work to keep them and you don't wanna make them do the work. That's why we create pages that are a little bit easier for them. Now for other destinations, I definitely think we need to have some sort of like overall what these are um, because even the map, I don't think it had like Northern, Southern, outside, did it? Okay, Northern Belize, Southern Belize. What's outside Belize? 
Does that just mean anywhere in the world? Where's Kayo? Okay, Kayo's there. Kayo Calker there. Kayo Key Calker? I don't know. And then Belize City and District there. So this would be more helpful on like, I don't know, just Belize or something. Um, I would do this as a silo page. It's like Belize, you open it up, it has this map, and then it has these buttons. And then they can click that and then they'll go to that specific page. But then this page should be a silo page with just links because this is too much for people. And ultimately you're gonna have posts about all this stuff. So we just don't need one page about it. They typically don't rank. They just don't really help us. Now for this, yeah, you, you've, I think you've overdone it, unfortunately. I would just have one page again for like Northern Belize where you can go and you would just like get all that information there because this is a lot to go through and then to have to go through individual posts and then deciding between it and the articles as a general user, not a blogger, I wouldn't know the difference. I'd be like, what is happening? Guide versus articles. Which one do I need? What's the difference? Um, even this like outside Belize, I think that's probably just you writing about other stuff. Okay, so it looks like you did some stuff about Mexico for a while, Rhode Island. That's a lot of 23 pages of things not about Belize. I don't think you need those. <laughs> I would um, likely give those away, <laughs> to be honest with you. I want to actually see if they're indexed or not. Looks like they are. Interesting. Title's too long. As I noted, that would be part of it, but it looks like your titles are generally too long. We'll take a look at posts after. Sorry, I'm just interested in this now. Because like, yeah, I, it just, it's not your niche. So like, why are you going outside of your niche? Yeah, it is indexed. Okay. Um, I think you have too much stuff happening here. If none of these rank, give them away and get, get backlinks for them. Um, update them and then offer them as guest posts. It's a great option for anybody who has content that like they just, well, like it just isn't serving them. If it's not serving you, it is dragging you down like an anchor. So let it go and it'll let you fly much, much higher. Um, I always picture like the house from up. So if the house from up is floating high, but it's got like a hundred anchors tethering it to the ground because they're just like not ranking posts. They're not really in the niche. They're just a mess. Um, Either no index them to cut the cord and then like you can still see the anchor, but it's not attached to you anymore for Google's sake or delete that post. You can then give it away as a guest post. So you have to wait a little bit. That way it's like Google doesn't recognize it anymore. And then you also need to edit it because if it wasn't ranking, there's a reason for it. Probably beyond just topical authority issues. Um, likely you just need to update it a bit anyway, especially for some of these were like 2017 give them away, get a great backlink from it. And then you've, you've already done the work of writing the post. So I get people don't want to just like toss it out. Um, but same for any post on your site that is like not serving you in terms of rankings, cut it loose. If it is over six months old and you do not have time to update it right now, no index it for right now, if it's helpful to the user or just delete it if it's not helpful at all. Okay. Uh, then this events one, it just seemed like days of the week, that was kind of like, it's just awkward to me, I guess, days of the week, like what's happening this week would make more sense. But day of the week makes it sound like it's just telling me like maybe Belize has its own type of calendar and it uses different days or something. Um, I do think it's a really cool idea to have activities 
Like, that's interesting. But I feel like this could just be an accordion on its own and not need that special advanced custom fields for it. Like, interesting, but I also... So I think this one, um, sorry, I cut myself off in my own thought process. This one, it's hard to, uh, at a glance, understand what this thing is. That's a ton of text, quite small, a lot for someone to skim easily and see what it's about. Also out of date because a lot of uh, the stuff would need to be updated per year. So like 2022 definitely does. This is like, that's a massive chunk of text. Um I would have specific posts about the activity and then just be like Thanksgiving and then give the date and update it annually and then link them to a post on this. Um, otherwise, it's more overwhelming than it is beneficial, I think. Now I want to see what your search looks like. Okay, that does look good. Oh, it shows a ton before it nests. Interesting. Okay, now we're into your homepage. Anyone who's watched other of mine, um, like other audits I've done, I always go in different orders. So just to be clear, now we're going to go to the homepage. Usually I start with it. So you start with, a, I guess, your most recent post. Uh, snapshots from my week. I really hope this is no indexed because this is not SEO content. No. Just want to make sure because I don't actually know if Yoast does it the same way. that like It would show up there for me in Rank Math. Want to check with Yoast on your back end. But this is not going to be beneficial to the user. Okay, where does one no index things in Yoast? Here, I guess. Yeah, so you have things indexed that shouldn't be. If it does not have a specific keyword, no index it. Stuff like this, I would say, first of all, this is an email, this isn't a post. Um, this is something that your users would care about in an email sense, but I don't think it's super beneficial as a post. It has no longevity. Um, it's obviously going to like, it only matters this week and then it's going to keep changing. Um, it just also doesn't really have a lot of text. So yeah, this should be no indexed. Anything like that should be no indexed. Now your homepage is the highest page authority post on your site or yeah, well, technically it's a post because it's a static page. The problem is you've got a lot of random stuff on here. So if you're putting your latest post, that's good. We do want to have those. But the first thing I want to see is something significant. So if the first thing I see is just the latest thing, it's not always the most on topic thing. It's not always the thing that matters the most to the user or would help them most. So it could be a recent post, but not always, because sometimes we have those posts that are just like kind of random or um, supplementary or whatever. So be really specific with your homepage. Remember that like this is like, yeah, it's not the most searched post or anything on your site, but it is a place a lot of people end up to understand more about you. And especially if you want to work with brands and stuff, they always check your homepage. So be really careful. Um... Yeah, so I just don't think this is super beneficial. It doesn't really tell them a lot. So don't know that I would do that. Then you have my blog. So I guess these are other recent posts. Um, I would have more than two. So I usually try and do 12 
That way um, it gives them a longer chance to be on my homepage and get more, just like get a boost. So being on your homepage for new posts gives them a really powerful internal link because your homepage, like it is a ton of page authority because we build a ton of links to it by accident or on purpose, whatever. But like if you're on a podcast or something, they're going to be like, oh, Nina of She Knows SEO and then they'll link to She Knows SEO. Um, If you get any Haro backlinks, all sorts of stuff like that. If you just run out of backlinks for a guest post, your homepage is the default. So you're going to have a ton of authority on your homepage. Then it becomes about moving that authority through your site. For brand new posts, they do need that boost. And I always give like the very um, not child-friendly example, I guess, of like, it's kind of like giving a kid Red Bull. So it's like taking your kid to a soccer match, give them a Red Bull, launch them onto that field. They are gonna dominate. (laughs) They're also (laughs) going to probably get you arrested if they tell anyone about that. So this is not parental advice, guys, but it is going to give them a leg up at the beginning. And the problem is if you only have a couple or if you're replacing posts pretty quickly like um, I'm recording this on the 27th so this is a week ago that you published this one about 24 hours in Belmopan Belize which is Belize I didn't even say Belize right there geez given up on pronunciation entirely apparently (laughs) but basically right now you have three posts on your homepage. so if they get a week's worth of that boost they're going to crash pretty quickly and then they're not going to be known for like their skills are going to be known as the insane kid who just broke the soccer field. But the longer they can spend on your homepage, the better. Most of us publish like anywhere from one to three posts a week. So typically we want to try and give them a month's worth. And that's why I would do 12. So then you have like, if you're doing like 12 posts a month, then they each get about a month on your homepage. That can vary a little bit based on like your schedule and things. And it's not an exact science. It's just to help them a little bit. And then even when they get off your homepage naturally, because you add more, kind of like that kid crashing halfway through from all the caffeine, they're still going to be known as a legend. They're going to be like that ledge went out there and just like scored every goal. And like it's the team is going to keep winning because the other team is now terrified of them. (laughs) And like they did really well so that everyone's going to know that kid as a legend. And these posts, Google's still going to know that they are authoritative and beneficial because they had that early start. So that's why we add those to the homepage. Then most popular posts and things like that, I really hope you've done this um, as like a manual thing, but you may have used a block for this to launch Builder and see if I can understand how Builder works. Wow, this takes a while to get started. Oh, I do not like this. This looks completely different. What? Okay, so it looks like this is a power pack content grid that is showing. But what content is it? Custom query. Post random. Okay, so it looks like you have a tag for popular. So you must have manually set that, which I think is better. Definitely set, like manually choose any of your popular posts anywhere on your site. Um, 
it oh god i don't know what i did there let's just go back and not save anything so i can get back to where i was there we go um so i do recommend doing these like as things that you set and typically i say have like six to twelve and then at least three should be like beginner stuff so stuff that like someone new to your niche would need to know so that's kind of like the start here content of like okay um where is bullies <laughs> or whatever the stuff that's like kind of it used to be called cornerstone content. It's not often called that anymore, but basically just like the foundational stuff people need to know to then use your site or kind of common questions. So like if someone for She Knows SEO always asked me like, what is SEO? That would be a good post. Do I have that? No, because I neglect this site heavily, um, but that would be beneficial. Whereas it's not beneficial to have three random things. And yes, it does give them a boost as well. So it's also good for the other things. And if you do the first three that are helpful, that are things that like might just need a bit of backlinks. So like, that's why we don't want um, it to auto populate, but we do want to manually select. So I often do three that are like kind of cornerstone content. Then I do three to nine that like just, yeah, need a bit of a boost. So they're things that like will get me a ton of traffic. They're things that could be an affiliate post that just needs like backlinks. I don't have time to build as many. And this just gives kind of like an internal link and a half almost. It gives a little bit more. Um, so it's just worth giving it that extra time. Right now at a glance, I think like a singular resort, not super helpful to your user. Um, furnishing a new place in Belize, not super helpful to a general user. Languages, I think, is super helpful. Um, could this all fit here? Yes, but I would add more. Then a life on ambergris K, key, whatever. Okay. Sorry, this my five thing is really confusing me because then you list three things. Oh, I guess there's more in there, but I don't know. Sorry, um, just got distracted for a second. The ADD is flaring up. Clearly the coffee is wearing off. So if this is about your life, I think that's very different than being about their life and your user. Remember, we're doing all of this for our user. We kind of don't matter. We are not the focus. And then sponsored posts, your user doesn't care if they're sponsored. Your user has no understanding of what a sponsored post is. And also just having one looks kind of awkward, I guess. Um, so I would just build that into like the number of the most popular ones that you're going to have up here. And then... Yeah, from, like from this homepage at a glance, I don't understand the focus of your site. I don't know who you're talking to. I don't know who your ideal user ideal user is. Um, it's kind of all over the place where like, yes, it's all Belize, but there's that it's a full country. Like there's a lot there. So I want to know, like, what is the focus of this site? I want to know who you are. Like, there's nothing about you on here for why I should trust you and who you are um, and like who runs this. There's it's quite unclear what part of Belize we're focusing on. We kind of get into Ambergris K, Key, whatever. <laughs> God, I'm already annoying myself with it. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but it's hard to tell. So it is, it's quite challenging to understand your niche and who you are. And again, like who you help from this homepage. So I think that needs some reworking. I do often recommend having a little blurb about like just answering kind of those questions almost. Um, Cause right now I'm just, yeah, I'm just not sure. Okay, then I did realize that I forgot check your work with me and contact me. Okay. 
This is a very big chunk of text and should be broken up a little bit. Okay, so how do they contact you? So you have a tiny little message me thing there, but you don't finish with it. So they need something at the end. Now you contact me. Okay, so that's your form. Cool. So then you have this book here. Don't get caught in ambergris key without it. So, okay, with to sell stuff, we want to start with the pain point. What are they worried about? Are they worried about not having this book? Are they worried about, um, I don't know, buying the book? No, they're worried about something else. They're worried about uh, missing out on the best things to do, only doing touristy stuff, spending a million dollars. They're worried about the common travel issues that they see. And this works for like literally anything you're selling. Don't sell based on features, sell based on emotions. So the intro line here should be pain point. Like, are you worried about whatever? Address their pain point, however. Then the button should be the conversion. No one wants to buy now. No one wants to buy more stuff. People want to solve problems. So this should be however this is going to solve their problems. So um, don't get to ambergris key and, uh, or, or no, are you worried about only doing tourist trap things in ambergris key? Get the locals guide to the area, whatever. That's not very good, but I'm just making it up on the spot. Now, this here should be about the benefits and features that it offers. And instead, it gives you a little bit about like, um, I was smitten, uh, but it was all the small experiences and amazing people that really made me fall in love with the country. I think this is the important thing. It's about the people clearly and the experiences. That's what we need to highlight here. Um, that is buried in here. If I was skimming, remember people start at the top to skim, they wouldn't see that. So you need to like bold that or pull that out. Then this, I don't think tells me anything. And so I wrote this book. And why, like, why does that matter to them? Just from like, like I, I am being very nitpicky, obviously that's a point. So like, I want to know, like every word should matter. Every word should touch on an emotion or a logical reason to purchase. And this doesn't. So we'd be really careful with that stuff. And that will increase conversions because you want to make it clear. Like, I know you are struggling with this thing and I will help you with it. When I change that messaging across my site for like everything, for anything I sell, everything started selling better. It was no longer about like, oh, okay, this has four lessons and I wrote this because, I don't know, I was worried about X. No, it was always about them. It's about the user and how we're helping them. Everything becomes about the user and that's when things convert. Now, um, this down here, same thing. Get the scoop in your inbox. What that says to me is, you're gonna get one more email in your inbox that you do not want to deal with and that's going to like add some unread message that you have to handle and it's work for you. Instead, it should be like uh, something about like how this helps them, how this benefits them, a way this is going to change their life. Now, oddly, their first name and last name is required, but their email is not required. That seems incorrect, so I would adjust that. Um, also, conversions will be a lot higher without last names, just so you know. Okay, and it looks like you restate them down here. Um, I would redo this to adjust it to what we talked about in the menu. 
Okay, let's look at the privacy policy. Okay, good. You do have one. Cool, cool, cool. So, doesn't mention Amazon. Does mention Google. Good. I think that's shorter than Google's actual one, though. I feel like Google, I thought the one that they gave us was much longer. Um, so, I'm guessing you're not in Amazon's then, and then you don't. Because you don't have it listed anywhere. And you legally have to if you're going to be in their program. Um, just trying to see if I can spot any affiliate links. Because if you're using affiliates, you also need to have a disclaimer above and before any link ever. So usually it's better to have it at the top. Okay, now it looks like you just linked to individual sites. That's fine. I just want to make sure. Like, what is happening? Okay. So if you're going to have affiliate links, you definitely need to have a disclaimer for that on every post. Just an FYI. And if you're in something like the Amazon affiliate program, you do need to have that in your privacy policy. Cool. Okay, now let's check out a post. Um, let's look for a real one, not the, uh, there we go. Okay, so 11 reasons that you should be in Belize in October. So that is not great practice for the URL. We don't want to include numbers. So like even just like the 11 reasons, because what if in six months, someone else does 15 reasons. Now you need to do more. And now it's weird when you have like 20 reasons, but your URL says 11. It's just confusing to Google, confusing to your reader. So not, not something I recommend. Um, then, as I said before, we need to have the author byline and I would definitely do an author bio at the bottom. Now, your title's a little bit too long, so this one probably is long enough. Yeah, so it's 56 characters without the extra, so that's why I say get rid of the extra for sure. Uh, you do have a meta, which is good. It's a little bit short. I would probably try to make it a little bit longer. I don't know why you've, like, capitalized only conch for some reason. Oddly, I can say that, but I can't figure out any other word. Jesus, Nina. I watch a lot of Below Deck, so like they do mention conch a lot, <laughs> to be fair. Okay, so 2,250 words. I've got... So look at just the outline here. This is the way Google's kind of going to glance at this. Randomly, the solar eclipse is just screamed <laughs> at the bottom. You also see that there's like a ton of different variations in um, the, like, the structure here. Keep it pretty like similar structure so if it's going to be like things to do you don't want to go from like visit the cn tower to cn tower at the next one you want to have it be obviously you don't want to also restate the same thing but you want to keep a similar structure as you go okay so then i also just don't think that the colon year is super helpful i'd probably take that out and i don't think you need that like reasons that you should be in belize in october now it also looks like you're kind of targeting reasons it looks like Belize in October and October weather are kind of what you're targeting. But let's check out Belize in October. Looks like that's the keyword. That's not what I intended to do. If I hover, will it show me? Nope. Why would it be helpful? <laughs> oh, Yoast, I'm not a fan of you. Okay. Belize in October. Okay. 
So if the keyword we're looking at is Belize in October, oops, I just want to like compare this to a competitor. To see their structures. We have weather, crowds and costs, where to go, what to do, events in October, uh, some itinerary lists. So yeah, okay, so not like a super intensive post. And to be honest, most of the time that you do like country or city in month, usually pretty easy and you do kind of have carte blanche. Um, I think with this as well, I mean, first of all, you do have topical authority. You have a higher DA, so you're going to be able to get away with some stuff. Um, to be fair, though, I will actually do this in an incognito window just in case. Yeah, you're still ranking really high, so that's good. Um, I just wanted to make sure the structure of your competitors, because sometimes with like those country in month ones, we should have a different structure. But I think we've gotten away with it here. Um, okay, so that's fine. I would try and move Belize in October earlier in it. Sorry, the neighbors are playing with bubbles on their porch and he sees it. They're allowed to have bubbles and they live there. They pay rent, unlike you. Freeloader. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Okay, chill. Okay, I think we're good. Sorry, guys. So I think we're good with the structure then. I would say for the title though, Belize in October early on is definitely best practice. And then having something like, yeah, travel tips, weather, and more, like what you're gonna cover in it. What is the focus? For you, it could be 11 reasons to visit Belize in October, even just like moving it a little bit closer um, because we want like best practice is to have our keyword as close to the start as we can. Okay, now for the actual post. Should you visit Belize in October? What will the weather be like in October? This isn't really an intro. Oh, there's more here. Okay. This is a very long intro. Okay, you include good information. Um, I would take a look at Jamie IF's Spear Framework for Intros uh, to learn how to write a better intro, to be honest with you. Just because, like, first of all, having an image in the middle of it, I fully thought it was over here. I thought we were done. So I thought we were over it. But I didn't know anything about why I should listen to you about this. Um, also, warm weather. Belize is a warm country. Specifics. We need to get specific. We want to know, like, exactly what's going to happen. So um, I'd also say the dot, dot, dot isn't, again, super necessary, um, but I don't know who you're talking to. I don't know like what you're, like what people are worried about, what we're trying to help them with. If it is weather, just saying warm doesn't mean a lot because warm for Alaska, warm for, I don't know, Belize, warm for like um, Morocco, all very different levels. It's always going to be variable, which is why we want specifics. Then I want to know, who are you and why should I listen to you? What is your experience and expertise? Why should I trust you? Um, I do want to know, like, what are you going to tell me about? <laughs> and so you've kind of done that. I think that is good. We've checked that off. I want to, yeah, get a sense of, like, who you are and how helpful you are to me. And I think you do have, like, your own personal tone here. But I think we need to build trust with some specifics. I think that will help a ton. And you have answered user intent, which is great. Now, this is just a lot. Like, this is, that's a full header unto itself. It's like, what is the weather like? But you never tell me a temperature. I don't see a single temperature. I don't see um, 
anything about specific like percentages or of like chance of hurricane or how many days of rain or blah 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 you just say many days are warm and sunny but good chance for rain what does that mean I don't know um even like hurricane season talking about that as somebody from North America in a place that doesn't have hurricanes I don't know anything about hurricanes so we do have to remember again to work to our users kind of level of ignorance and I don't say that in a bad way like I genuinely like I am ignorant about Belize I do not know about it I don't think that's a bad thing I think I need education and that's where blogs come in okay then we have table of contents this is a good structure but you see what I mean with the 1.1 like that's why I take out the decimal with table of contents or easy toc okay so then for um images I put the image either I I like it above the header People will fight me on this. Um, they like it below the header. Either one I think works, but I think having it in the text is just a bit confusing. And again, a bit the older style of blogging. Nowadays, we tend to keep it more succinct and like in a clear spot that has a clear pattern because it just helps people digest it better. And on mobile, it can be quite like confusing if you have like just this information and then a giant picture and you won't always know that there's more text coming. So yeah, I've also seen people say that like it confuses Google and when images come in, Google like doesn't track it. I don't know how true that is. I feel like they would have figured that out to be honest, but um, just something to think about. Okay, and good that you say the 31st. Now this is where to be careful. It's a Monday. That is not future proofing. So by doing that, you're now going to have to come in and um change that every single year so if you're okay with that that's fine i wouldn't be because i would forget um then you have temperatures 85 degrees i logically know that's fahrenheit but please put in that it's fahrenheit and google seems to like not recognize those as much like degrees and stuff without the degree symbol and then like fahrenheit or celsius so i do find it's beneficial just like anyway for a user um yeah, so just help Google help a user. Okay. And also, sorry, I was going to say, my problem is, guys, I forget to compliment people. Good job on original pictures <laughs> and good job that you've, like, clearly shown that you actually, like, have been there. Also, that is a cute-ass dog. That is so cute. Sorry, I don't mean to be like, I feel like I come off very rude whenever I do a blog audit. I'm a nice person, I promise. I'm just, I have to be critical. Okay, that is beautiful. So if you're going to say like in number eight, I recommend hyperlinking to that. And the way you can do it really easily is just come up here, copy the link for number eight. And then whenever like someone clicks on it, you see it has like the hashtag eight underscore a great time for diving, blah, blah, blah. It'll auto take them to it. So it can be a good way to like internal link to like within the post to another section, just in case like someone like, I don't know, I have the memory of a goldfish. I've had three concussions. So I need like I would want to click that now to see it. Otherwise, I'd forget later. Okay, we have conch, cool, cool, cool. That looks really yummy. Um, so why is pumpkin spice isn't a big thing in Belize a positive? I guess is the confusion because like, remember people should be able to skim your headers. Maybe I haven't said this actually. People should be able to skim your headers and get an idea of like the answers immediately. And so this, I think it's interesting and it does like, um, bring people to click to learn more. I think that's a very interesting thing. 
the dot 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 again confuses me a bit um i do like that i have to read to figure it out but yeah i'm kind of of two minds i guess of it being up there now this comes from me being a proofreader for a long time i hate inconsistent capitalization either don't capitalize things or capitalize them but having cool randomly capitalized puts me off and i again am picky so i would potentially leave i know other people might not but yeah it, if it happens too much i get annoyed it's our cool birds yes you hear too like cheapest randomly hotels randomly golf carts plentiful um even you could even just take this through chat gpt and tell it to make all your headers either like title text or title um yeah title text capitalization or title case that's what it is title case you could have it say like don't capitalize any of my titles or headers or whatever, all options. Um, but I would just make it consistent. And then we wanna hit enter a ton of times. Now, overall, I think you've got, you've got original pictures, which is good. Um, I would write a bit more, because right now I'm getting like some info, but I'm not, it doesn't feel like it's quite finished. And especially those specifics, if our target is like Belize in October, especially the weather, I don't feel like I know enough about the weather here. So that's something I would definitely add. I would also add a clear conclusion because I don't know when it ends. Technically, I think this is kind of where it is, um, but we definitely want a clear, like, this is the end section. I would also recommend when we were looking at, oh, I don't know where it is, here. Um, here we had like these questions here. Factor those in. These are clearly questions people have. Can you swim in Belize in October? That, I don't think that was mentioned. Uh, we talked about Hurricane a little bit, but like I would want to know these in specific details. And just being able to find out a bit more about those specifics will help people a lot um, so that they actually like have, yeah, really hyper-specific data for themselves. Otherwise, like what the problem is right now, I would come here, read this, and then I would leave to go read a competitor to find out more. And you can even see for your competitor, Kim Kim here, um, the part that's being highlighted by Google is about the specific temperatures. So you definitely need to have that and be really clear on it. And you can see by October, the weather in Belize is cooling down. What does cooling down mean? Temperatures of this um, on the coast and inland this. Uh, but it rains hit Belize really hard this month. October sees the most with an average of 10 inches. So we're getting very specific numbers. And I think that's what's missing from this post. Now, I also want to check your alt text. Dog dresses a loofah. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. Um, no, I, th I think this is good. I think you've at least started to describe things. The problem is October sunset, where? Purple. Like, I don't know, I was going to say green. I don't think any sunsets get green or else that'd be bad. Orange, yellow, like I want to know the colors. You don't talk about the person like canoeing in front of it. You don't talk about like a lot of the specifics. So again, get specific. My rule for alt text is what's in the picture? Why does it matter to this post? Um, so I think having that would be really beneficial for you. You also like just don't use any variation of the keywords really in here. So try to, it would be beneficial. Then let's check internal links. So I need to scroll to the bottom so we get past all the other stuff. Okay, so those are from your 
table of contents. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we need 10. So do two more. Um, try to vary the anchor text a little bit more. Then uh, I want to make sure you, you link to a lot of things going outgoing, I believe. But I just want to double check that they're all do follow. Okay, so those are all from the header. So we have your stuff. Okay, so we have Atlas Obscura, Birding Festival. No, so you only actually link to two things. So link out to more stuff. I recommend three external links that are beneficial to the user. And then I want to just check general, like your backlink profile to make sure we've got some good varied anchor text. is that Theo don't you dare leave the neighbors alone okay so that looks spammy um something weird's happening there okay like you have some sort of like either syndication with this or that this opens off think Theo leave the neighbors alone um, that this might be spammy kind of thing I'm not really sure see if we can get away from that hmm okay we're gonna just like exclude them um, Theo, could you please chill, like, a little bit? Okay, it looks like you have a lot of spammy backlinks coming in, so be really careful about that. Okay, and so then you have something in a forum. Interesting. Okay, we've got one for Secret Beach. That seems specific, at least. That's good. Okay, so I think you have a ton of spammy stuff happening, so be really careful about that. Um, that can be a huge problem. It looks like you do have some good, like, actual real backlinks. Uh, I cannot find a ton because I think like something's happening there. So it looks like you're doing pretty well, but I would just be, yeah, careful about disavowing some of this stuff, um, to try and like get it out of your backlink profile. And then it looks like as well, whenever you get like one backlink, you get a bunch of versions of it again in a kind of a spammy way. So be careful with that. Uh, but ultimately like you do have a strong DA, your DA is 48. So like that's very, very good. And that's going to benefit you. Um, still backlinks to individual posts are beneficial. Now for some organic keyword stuff, 
you have really good positions for a number of things. I would expect even better stuff, to be honest, um, and like to have even higher position rankings because of your topical authority, because you have so many posts about these places. And I think what's happening here is that the posts that you have are not SEO optimized. Like I do think that you're, you've got some good keywords, but you've got like that little bit lacking, like that one we checked where it just needs a little bit more finessing to really get you there. Um, I think also the, like the date in the URL is holding you back. Um, using numbers in your URL is holding you back. The .html thing is also just interesting to me. I, I still don't understand why you have it. So I would try to get rid of it, to be honest. It seems manually set for some reason. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, so I would work on migrating all of that to just, just the post name, personally. Uh, as always, everything I say is kind of like at your discretion, but I think that that would benefit you for sure. Then creating some like silo pages and internal linking these a little bit more so that it's clear about their connection because you do have the topical authority in terms of numbers, but I think it's hard for Google to understand the actual interconnection of it. So if Google doesn't know how these mesh and like fit together, then that's going to be a problem. That's why I called my main course the SEO roadmap is because you have to create that roadmap for Google. It is not on Google or on your user to connect that. It is on you. And internal links are a huge part of that. Having a navigational silo page for those uh, categories, huge part of that. Creating a homepage that like directs that authority throughout your site, huge part of that. So I think fixing those things is going to be massively beneficial for you. I do also think clearing up um, the accessibility issues of the colors on your homepage will benefit you as well. I mean, the good thing is when I look here, clearly Google knows what your focus is. I do think that's a lot easier when you have a site that is um, specific to a country or region. You do, however, still have some posts that like aren't ranking, some things that just like aren't really getting clicks and connections and some of your old stuff too, like it's just not really carrying its weight. So either offload it or up or update it or no index it till you're going to like fully offload it. Then things that are like not in your niche and are also not serving you, either just delete them or give them away. I don't think that beyond Belize or outside Belize is like actually really helpful to your audience, to be honest with you, because this is about Belize itself. And I get that it's like Belize and beyond, but like realistically, people are going to come to you mostly for Belize. So if those can rank on Google, great. If not, no index them, if that matters to you to keep them. Or honestly, I would just get rid of them. Because to me, the beyond is more about like the, yeah, like the expat journey that you've had is kind of my understanding of it. Um, but it's going to come down to your understanding of what your site is about for sure. And like how you want to, yeah, play that. Then uh, one last thing I would add is like, I would put your book um, on like a resources page or something and add resources to your menu and then create a page with like common links for people. Maybe answer some common questions, uh, give them like a way to easily book through affiliate links and then put your book there as like a solution for them. I think that will benefit you as well. And then, okay, that wasn't the last thing. It's never the last thing with me. And then your sidebar, oh, my voice is getting croaky now, the cold meds are wearing off. Uh, then on your sidebar, I would not just have ads because it's that's not really beneficial to your user. 
Also, when I am on your site incognito, there are so many ads. Ads load above the fold, which is a serious no-no. Get rid of those immediately. That is so bad for your site um, because it, well, I don't know. I'm not going to explain it. It's just bad um, because there's so many technicalities for like speed and for user experience and blah, blah, blah. It's just frustrating for the user. Get rid of it. Now, a sidebar like this is feels spammy, to be honest with you, and makes me as a user not trust the site as much. You also don't get very far into the post. You get like four lines of text. So the first paragraph in, there's an ad. Then one paragraph, ad. One paragraph or I think we got three paragraphs there, ad. So ads are everywhere here. Then you also have the footer ad. You've just got a lot of ads running absolutely everywhere. It's a little bit spammy right now, and I would reduce that. So that is going to be a setting in Ezoic uh, that you're going to need to adjust. And Ezoic is pretty well known for enjoying some spammy ads. I do like to have ads absolutely everywhere, which is a lot for people. Um, and annoyingly, it's quite challenging to set your ads and to get it to stop showing like this. Um, you're at a kind of level now with your page views based on my understanding and like based on what I could see before um, UA stopped tracking that you should be okay with uh, with Ezoic. Like they should like you enough that they're going to help you more than like a, a true beginner. But I would get rid of some of that stuff. It's also going to impact rankings and impact user experience massively. And I just don't think it's worth it. Like you're pretty close to Mediavine as well, um, page view wise. So I would get rid of that and then that could boost you. Um, I can't see your exact breakdown anymore because um, I, I closed it, didn't I? Oh, why will you not let me see my history? There we go. Um, but in analytics, once I get it open, I can take a look at like the past breakdown, but I don't know it now. Um, but we go to audience graphics. Nope, that's wrong. I want geo, my bad. Been a while since I used UA. Weird. Okay, I want 30 days. Yeah, US is your first. You could definitely get into Mediavine. Um, this is like half a month, so let's try. It. Let's just do July because it would look like it was still running then. Yeah, you're getting up there. So. Got users, sessions. Oh, it made it look like it was, you said you had 50,000 page views on your, um, what's it called, on your work with me page. Maybe I misread something. So 25,000 sessions, you're halfway there, which is good. Let's see, page view numbers from a month ago. Ugh, why won't you just work with me? <laughs> Okay, so page views, 35,000. So yeah, you're really close to Mediavine. Um, so I would get Ezoic out of there and it's going to skyrocket your site. Like you would be so surprised how intensely things get better after you remove it. Um, I've had a number of students remove it and like two months later they got into Mediavine. So I would get rid of it because um, you are so, so close now. 
And then it looks like as well, you could, you could stand to start doing affiliate stuff on your site a bit more um, because Belize has lots of great tours that are expensive. So like you could make great money off of affiliates with that. And I think that would benefit you a lot. So yeah, this has been the blog audit. If you have questions, um, either Rachel who actually runs the site or anyone else, um, it's Rachel, right? Have I already like changed your name in my head? Jesus, I'm going to double check. I feel bad now, but I am running on fumes after two hours of talking straight. Rebecca, I'm sorry, Rebecca. Oh, Jesus, that was bad of me. Sorry, Rebecca. Anyway, so if anyone has any questions, um, Rebecca or anyone else, pop them in the comments below um, and I will answer them when I, like either before I go on holiday or when I get back. Um, if you would like to get a blog audit of your own, where you also have me analyze all of your internal links and your backlinks and go a little bit more in depth into a few posts, um, then you can do so. Uh, I will pop a link into the description as well for you guys. And yeah, if you want to learn how to fix these common issues and like, to be honest, most blog audits I do have things that I tell you immediately in the SEO roadmap not to do. So you could just buy the SEO roadmap and learn how to fix all of this and do even more which I think is, to be honest, I genuinely think that's the better option. So um, highly recommend that. And yeah, I will see you guys soon. So I hope this was beneficial um, and pop those questions below. Again, this was a free blog audit that was a one-off. I do not do freebies all the time. Please do not post below to do me next or like to email me demanding one. That is not going to work. And yeah, just be chill, guys. Be chill. <laughs> So I will see you guys later and I hope you had lots of fun doing this. I hope you learn lots and thank you again for helping me reach my first $100,000 month. Uh, maybe we'll do another one if I hit a $200,000 month or something. <laughs> okay, bye everybody. Hey everybody, Nina popping back in. I realized I forgot to tell you, you can also get some of these steps written out for you in an easy checklist. This is my free content audit checklist that I will link in the description of this video so you can grab it for yourself. It is not really a checklist, it's a 12 page ebook checklist of every single step I go through to ensure that my blog is the most up-to-date it can possibly be. It includes EEAT signals, it includes updating old content, it includes some site speed checks, all of the things that I covered in this blog audit to some extent um, in this little ebook to help you get started. If you have not done a content audit recently, if you have not audited your blog in the last year, I highly recommend you take some time to do it. As I often say, you need to spring clean your house before you can invite guests over. So before you're going to have all that new traffic coming in from Google from your SEO optimized posts, you need to clean up what's already existing because you can put on your nicest suit and tie. But if you invite some like hot date over and your house is trashed, it's not going to go very well. <laughs> At the very least, no index stuff, which is kind of the same as like shoving all your stuff under your bed or into a closet so no one can see it. Um, so you know it's there, you know you've got to deal with it later, but it's in no one else's way. So when you're in having your like date with Google, inviting Google over and all of its friends and users, um, I don't know what kind of dates you guys go on, you do you that's really going to be a lot better. They're going to have room to move around. They're going to be able to see that like your shiny, beautiful house um, and like you a lot better than your weird hoarder dungeon of terrible posts. <laughs> so if that doesn't tell you on this checklist, I don't know what will. Again, this is 100% free and you will be able to get it down in the description. 
So I hope this helps you guys out and I definitely recommend taking some time, even if it means that you're not publishing new content for a minute to fix up what's not working.